0: Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress.
1: In terms of minutes, hours, days, weeks, and years. We believe that by doing that, that, that it will help us handle life. And so we break it down in, into t- 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 uh, chunks of time. Time drives everything, by the way. Have you figured that out? We want to we wanna start on time. We want to end on time. I can tell y'all want to end on time because sometimes I, I can tell. Uh, so, so I'm just cluing you in. I can tell sometimes. We want everything. We want to arrive. I was taught, my mama taught me that if you're not 20 minutes early, you're late. Everything is driven by time. We want everything handled in time. Uh, be on time. Manage time. How many of you have a calendar app on your phone that governs your entire life? Like if you lose your phone, your life is over. You don't even know when to get up in the morning. You don't know when you're supposed to get, go to bed. You don't know when you're supposed to feed the children. I mean, you literally don't know what to do with that. Okay, just me. All right. So, so our efforts are to break down time into manageable segments so that we think it will enable us to handle life more effectively because we take it in small chunks. There's a problem with that, though, is, and that is this. When we handle time in small chunks, we often fail to get perspective. Because life is broken down into what I'm going to do today, and today only. I've got my task list on my phone, and if I can just get through today, I'll worry about tomorrow, later. We, may, we manage it like that, and because we do, we fail to have any long-term perspective. Does anybody in the room know anybody that has str- trouble and struggles with long-term Perspective. That's why they'll go to the store and buy $9,000 of stuff on their credit card and then worry about paying it like six months later. Anybody know anybody like that? Okay, I, just, I was just wondering. So, so with that thought in mind, what I want to do is ask you this question. It's already been asked. What if you only had one month to live? 30 days. What if you knew that you only had 30 days left? I wonder if, if we had that kind of knowledge, if it would change our perspective, if it would perhaps change our attitudes, if it might change our approach, and would it possibly change and adjust our priorities if we knew we only had 30 days to live. Uh, today we're going to try to gain some perspective. Over the next few weeks we're going to talk about time uh, talk about wasted time, talk about passing time, uh, talk about those kind of issues. But, but in Scripture, there are some of our heroes that when I mention their names today, you're, you know who they are. You're familiar with their, their stories. So, so there are heroes. And the truth is that even the heroes in Scripture struggled and wrestled with the concept of time. But because they dealt with the issue of time, it presents to us lessons that if we could ever grasp the understanding that they present to us, it would help us handle the time that we have. I want you to join me in Psalm, Psalms chapter 39, verse 4 and 5. It's a powerful portion of scripture. Listen to what David says. He says, show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere hand breath. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Listen to this statement. Everyone is but a breath. Even those who seem secure. Even those who seem secure, your, your, their, their life is still but a breath. Then in Job chapter 14 verse 5, Job weighs in and he makes this statement. He says, a person's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits. Everybody say limits that he cannot exceed. That's a powerful statement there. You have set limits that he cannot exceed. Now, uh, let me stop there and say this. That can either scare the bejesus out of you or it can make you understand that our Father is intimately acquainted with us and knows us. Right? He knows the number of our days. That can encourage you too. Psalm chapter 90, David comes back in. I'm, doing, I'm reading this order and purpose. Psalm chapter 90, he kind of uh, uh, comes back and, and almost reiterates what Job says. He says this, listen to this powerful statement that David says. He says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I, I'm going to read that again. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. There are three really important lessons that we can learn out of these accounts that will help us handle time. 30 days. From right now, the stopwatch started, you've got 30 days to live. What would change? The first thing that our authors, our our, our heroes of the faith, David and Job, they teach us this. They teach us that there is an expiration date. All right? Uh, uh, David asked God, he said, show me the number of my days. Job says a person's days are determined. And and according to Job, he even goes one step further. He says, God, you've already decreed the expiration date of my life. Okay? There is an expiration date. Okay, let me, let me see if I can help you. Um, how many of you try to get extra days with your milk? All right. Okay. It says, like, I bet if we went to some of your refrigerators this morning, I bet there are people that their milk says April, what is today? The I, I bet it says March 29th on your milk. And you're just hoping and praying. You, know, you don't even smell it. You just do the roof and put back in and just hope and pray. Uh, for four days. You can get four days, Max. Jonathan says, I don't know. I don't know what the limit is. I just know that on milk, we try to extend the expiration date. And the truth is that if you have a really cold refrigerator, you can get it. So, some of you would testify, I could give you the mic and you got like four days. Some of you got six days. Some of, some of you we don't even want to talk to because you're gross and now it's cottage cheese, okay? But, but, but what I've noticed is is that we treat life like milk. We honestly believe that we're going to have this ability to get to the expiration date and then we hope and we, 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 we pray, we want to extend the expiration date. You we say, well, what are you talking about, Steve? I'm saying that what we tend to do is we act like that we're going to get some more time to do what's important. We push off all the important stuff to the last, hoping that we will be able to get the expiration date and maybe we'll get a few more moments, a few more days but I need to tell you this morning that what works for milk does not work for life. Job says that you have decreed the number of my days, and I cannot extend beyond that. There, there is an expiration date that should cause us to understand that our days are numbered, and we are not going to be able to exceed or push past that set time. Therefore, we must deal with what we need to deal with now, if we understood that, if we understood that that, that that was a truth, it would change how we live, we say it like this, we say, there are two things that are guaranteed in life. Death and taxes, right? Yeah, uh, that is depressing, isn't it? Some of us would rather handle death than taxes, but it's still coming, either way, uh, but But the Hebrews writer comes in behind all of that with that concept that it is a guaranteed fact. And he makes this statement. He says this in in terms of the expiration date. He says it like this. He says, it is appointed for every man to die. That is an appointment we will all keep. This is an encouraging message right after Easter, isn't it? I, I, I'm not trying to, this, this, this message is not a downer, I, pr- I promise. I'm just trying to get us some perspective because we need this kind of perspective because the stopwatch started and now you don't even have 30 days left. Now you got 29 and whatever, all right? Time. Time expires. Uh, right now, or at least in 2015, the average uh, Lifespan in America, check this out, this is going to scare some of you. Some of you think this sounds like a long ways off and it's not really. Uh, the average lifespan in America in 2015 was 78.74 years. There is an expiration date. Did you know that on average in the wor- worldwide now, worldwide, that 151,600 people die every day worldwide? If you break that down, by hour, 6,316 people will die worldwide while we're in service today. There is an expiration date. You cannot escape expiration. David says that even those who seem secure will come up against their expiration date. It's inevitable. Do you know anybody that tries to ignore that? The, are, you, are you in a relationship with anybody that they act like that if they don't talk about dying, they won't? I mean, some of y'all got parents that refuse, adamantly refuse to fill out a will. They won't get all their stuff in order. And it, you're going bonkers because you know they can ignore it all they want to. The truth is, they're still going to die. Okay, touch your neighbor say you're going to die. Tell them, come on. Just to encourage you, the week after Easter, you're going to die. Okay. (laughs) The reason I bring that up to you is because it brings clarity and perspective. Most of you know my story, not all, but most of you know that um, for those of you that think that gospel music's has No, I don't know why I do that all the time. That just rolls through my mind anyway. Uh, for those of you, some of y'all don't have a clue what it was, but uh, for those of you that don't know my story um, and for those of you that think, because there are people that do think that all preachers do are golf, they think they, all they do is golf and there's no stress related to this ministry kind of thing. And boy, if I could do this, it would be easy. Just, uh, my story is, is that three, uh, almost three years ago, it's going by so fast, I had a heart attack. Too much stress, too much uh, Papa Angelo's pizza, and uh, he'll sue me now that I put that over the airways, and uh, Joe, I love you, bro, best pizza in the world. Um, Too much fried food, just too much stress. Can I tell you that uh, there was a moment in all of that because we all feel like we're Superman. When you're 46 years old, you don't feel like today's the day. Right? And w- when you're 22, you don't feel like today's the day. And, uh, for me, my story is this, is there was a real moment of clarity. I was in Springfield, Missouri, which, which was a bad thing and a good thing. It was a bad thing in that none of y'all could come and bring me stuff. Uh, so I was, I'm, really, I'm really still deeply offended that I didn't get any balloons and <laughs> no flowers. And I'm playing. I didn't care. The good thing about that was that other than my family, was alone. And there was a moment of clarity that took place for me laying on the table after they put the stent in. Uh, they go through uh, the artery down in your leg and, and one of the steps they have to do is that after a period of time they have to remove that line. I watched my dad go through that. My dad had a heart attack at 56 and I figured I'd better him so I did it earlier because uh, I wanted to one up my dad. And, uh, but I watched him go through it because they, ha- they sometimes struggle to get the blood to stop. I'll never forget it. Very clear moment in my life. Um, they pulled the line and the bright light started. I got lightheaded. I started, my eyes started rolling. I'm leaving. Julie's standing next to me holding my hand. And the last thing I remember saying to her before they fixed it, because all they have to do to fix it is tilt your head up and put a wet. And increase your IV. Why they don't do that, why they don't do that before they pull the line, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe they were just playing with me. I don't know, but all I know when is when I got better and got up out of there, I slapped the nurse. Just say, Phew. No, I didn't. I'm playing. I'm playing. All they got to do is tilt your head, start your IV at a, a, a stronger level, and put a cloth on your head, but your blood pressure drops. And as I'm fading, Julie's holding my hand. Clarity.
0: What really matters?
1: What counts? There is an expiration date. That should bring clarity to us for us to understand that we need to take care of what matters now. And I just want to tell you that I want you to think about your expiration date Not as a downer, but rather I want you to think about your expiration date this morning so that it will drive you. I don't want you to think about your expiration date so that it will immobilize you. I want you to think about your expiration date so that it will mobilize you to do what matters. I don't want it to cause you to respond in fear. I want your thoughts about your expiration date to increase your faith so that i got to do what God's called me to do now. I don't want it to paralyze you. I want it to prod you to live life. The second thing that I want to say to you this morning out of these accounts is this. is Not only is there an expiration date, we need to understand that time is ticking. Where are all my 1992 DC Talk fans at this morning? Because time is ticking away. Tick, tick, ticking away. See, some of y'all don't know. Y'all weren't cool enough to listen to DC Talk. But, but uh, time is ticking. DC Talk... All they did was they understood what David teaches us and that is that time moves quickly. The clock ticks. I read it to you out of the NIV. It said it like this. It said, everyone is but a breath. Listen to the same statement out of the Message Bible because I think it brings clarity. It says this. Oh, we're all puffs of air. Oh, we're all shadows in a campfire. Oh, we just spit in the wind. We make our pile and then we leave it. He's talking about the brevity of life, that, that, that time ticks. James comes along and he, he echoes the same. You, you learned it in one version. I'm going to read it in a different, then I'll remind you how you learned it. In James chapter 4, verse 14, he says this, How do you know what is going to happen tomorrow? For the length of your lives is as uncertain as the morning fog. Now you see it, but then soon it's gone. You know how we learned it? Life is but a vapor. That is the reality of life. Is that the clock is tick 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 ticking away? Time slips. It, it goes silently, but it goes quickly. Time is never gained. I'm going to save time today. No, you're not. You cannot save time. There's not an individual in this room that can save time. When this minute clicks by, you will never be able to get it back. You do not save time. It expires. It passes. It is lost. Some of you, uh, for you right now, minutes seem like hours. For some of you, hours seem like days. And for some of you, because of what you're going through in life, days seem like weeks and weeks seem like months. And the last month has seemed like a year. But can I just tell you this morning that even in your worst moments, time slipping away. It expires. It goes quickly. There, there are two important lessons out of that that I want to land on this morning. I'm just going to, just a few more minutes, and I'll get you out of here, but because time is important. and I I'm, don't want to waste your time. Uh, the first lesson is this, is if you're not careful, you will miss in what is important, and you will miss once in a lifetime opportunities if you don't pay attention to the fact that time is, is ticking. It, it's here, then it's gone. If you understand that time moves quickly, then enjoying the moment. Have you ever heard that phrase and you just want to get mad at somebody? Just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy the moment. Doesn't it make you mad when they, just enjoy. But that wouldn't be some cute little saying if you understand that, that, that time is moving so quickly that if you don't enjoy the moment, enjoy the fact that, you're, that you're, your little boy is two years old because one, in a moment, you will wake up and he'll be 20 years old. And you'll go, where did that go? I, I can still remember, Nico and, our, and I coached a team. Our boys were five and six years old, and there were a lot of weekends of baseball and long games where they playing in the dirt, and you can't keep them from picking the flowers in the outfield because they... You, And and you go, I wish we didn't have so many games. I'd go back in a heartbeat and go, because it goes so quick. But that doesn't just apply to children. That applies to your spouse. That applies to what you're experiencing in life. It applies to every opportunity you have. We must learn to enjoy the moment. The second reason that recognizing the speed of time is so important is that if you understand that time is ticking away, then you also come to an understanding that time is never spent. It's only invested. That's why uh, this message is not a downer. Uh, It's a prod to live with some sense of urgency. Time is... Literally the most valuable commodity that anybody in this room has. Listen, we, we live life as if the most valuable commodity that we have is our money. We, we live like the most valuable thing that we have in our possession is our retirement account. We act like the most valuable thing that we have in our life is our house, our car, our clothes, whatever we're attached to. But can I just tell you this morning that the most valuable commodity that any one of us in this room has is time. Why do I say that? Because you need to understand that when you give your time to something, you are literally giving your life to something. When you give your time to someone, you are literally giving your life away one minute at a time. Because time is never spent. It is only invested. So then I must ask you the question, what are you giving your life to? There's a trade that happens. There's an exchange that happens when you give your life to something an exchange happens. You are trading your time for that thing. Second question. Who are you giving your life to? Because every minute that you spend with someone, you're not spending it. You're investing it. There's this exchange that happens. Uh, a statement is made about David that, that kind of ties into this. I think it's the most powerful and probably the greatest compliment paid to anybody in the entirety of Scripture. It's an incredible compliment. The writer says this, David served his generation well. What that says to me is that, that David understood the, 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 the value of time and he invested it in the people around him. And in the generation that he could impact, he never wasted the time. He didn't spend his time. He invested his time to the point that they said he served his generation well. I think that then it's no coincidence that in Psalm chapter 90, he says this, and I read it to you because it, he, he connects a correct view of time To wisdom. If you don't hear anything else I say this morning, listen to what David said. He said, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Did you catch it? He says, there is wisdom to be gained when you understand that your life has an expiration date. So we can come to a logical conclusion then that if we live unwisely, it means we don't understand time. David says, if you would teach us, if you would teach us the, to number our days, we will begin to live with wisdom because we will value and understand time. I can serve my generation. Listen, you can serve your generation well if you understand that you're not spending time, you are investing time. Because then you will invest it in the right things. That's why I want to try to help you re, be reminded ushers. Would you help me this morning? We are going to pass... Some buckets in these buckets. I don't want you to cheat. Don't look in the bucket. Uh, the, we, we don't want you to cheat. I want you to just grab the bucket and you know how we used to do the uh, raffle drawings where you, the, you reach in, just reach in and take. On the, in in the bucket are these little white squares with numbers on them. I, I cheated. I looked at mine because I like number 23. I won't tell you why, but you can probably figure it out. All right, so so I picked number 23. Just grab one, pass it on down real quickly. Come on, quickly, pass them quickly. Time's ticking. Time is ticking away. Tick, tick, ticking away. Yeah, ticking. Tick, tick you want to do a special? I need to, okay, I thought we were going to get, uh, I get to be Toby Mac. You get to be uh, Michael Tate. Uh, not typecasting or anything, but uh, not a bit, no. Uh, so, all right, you got your little square. Come on, come on, come on. Everybody got your square. Time's ticking. Time's ticking. Time's ticking. If you got your number, just all right, look at it. Look at it. Look at your number. Once you get it, look at it. This is not your lottery number. This is not bingo. This is, this is, this is not the order you get to eat in. Uh, all right, I'm going to wait till everybody
0: gets one. Getting close, getting close. We just invested two minutes. OCD's kicking in, they said.
1: It is. I got time passing. All right, you got your number? Look at it, look at it, look at it. I just want to yell bingo really loud. Bingo! All right. All right, so okay, so this is, this is the number. Hold your number up. Let me see what you got. I want to see. All right. who, who lucked out and got 120? Anybody get 120? No, no, okay, you can put them down. Put them down. Okay. what if this was the number of days
0: you have left? Some of you want to some of you want to change numbers, don't you?
1: <laughs> Some of y'all trading numbers. Some of you are turning them over. <laughs> what if what if what if this was how many days you had left? Would that known number cause you to live differently? I'm going to get really, listen to me, stay with me. If you knew that you only had the number of days left listed on your number, on your little square, would it cause you to repair broken relationships? What if the number on your square was how many days you had left. Would it cause you to spend or invest more time in the people in your life that really matter? Would it cause you to leave work at work? Would it cause you to turn the TV off long enough to have a meaningful conversation with somebody that needs your ear? Would it cause you to treat people differently? This is what I'm asking you to do. This week I'm asking you to do this. I'm asking you to put this number either in your pocket or on your dash. Interesting interesting word there in light of what we're talking about. On the dash of your car. As a daily reminder that the clock is ticking and that you have an opportunity to invest I'm hoping that what's going to take place out of this series as we try to wrestle with the concepts of time, that as we look at these numbers, and my number is 23, that if God was to say your expiration date is in 23 days, I'm praying that what it will do for me is what it, the same thing it will do for you, which is this, it will cause a sense of urgency to overtake us. But I have one last question. If you knew you had only 23 days, would there be any urgency about sharing what you've encountered and experienced with Jesus with somebody that has not encountered Jesus whose expiration date may come before yours?
0: Your days are numbered. Time will expire. What are you going to do with the days that you have left?
1: What matters? Father, in Jesus' name, I pray this morning that what could be a very sober, downer type of message would become just the opposite. I pray that what would happen in this moment right here is that as we come to grips with an understanding that time is so incredibly valuable that we're investing our time. Every moment matters. Every every time the clock sweeps one more second it matters. It matters. This is important. It's the most valuable resource we have. We're never going to get any more of it. So, Father, I pray that what you would accomplish this morning in the life of each person sitting here and those watching over the Internet is that we would value time. We would literally number our days. Uh, Hypothetically, the number that is on our square, but but in reality, we would really think about the scope of our life, the timetable of our life. We cannot boast about tomorrow because our lives are like a vapor like fog in a campfire. You're today in God. I pray it would bring clarity. I pray that it would bring urgency. I pray that it would cause us to shake off apathy, that you would uh, allow this to drive us to invest our time wisely in what matters. I pray that we would take an inventory every morning when I get up over the next uh, four weeks and I look at this number. I pray that it would force me take care of what matters. Father, there are folks in this room that need to deal with what matters. They have a relationship that is ruptured. They have a relationship that is broken. It's, it, it could be the most important relationship in their life. Maybe harsh words have been spoken. Maybe feelings have been hurt. Wounds have been inflicted. But, but in light of the number of days, have an urgency to make it right. To make sure we're right. Father, in light of the number of days, there are folks under the sound of my voice that are literally giving their life one minute at a time. They're giving it away for stuff that really doesn't matter. Work that may be important but is not paramount. Time that could be spent on more important things is being given away. God, I pray this morning that you'd bring clarity. I pray that it would cause us to prioritize what we see. See the number. It would help our heart to gain wisdom. And we would make a plan. We would map out a plan to invest our time wisely. Last but not least, Father, I pray that this number would remind us that there are people all around us that are expiring. They may not be dead today. They may be not pass away tomorrow but their life is passing by one moment at a time and I pray that our understanding of the value of it and the importance of time would drive us with a sense of urgency to tell them about what Jesus has done for us I pray that you would remind us about people in our lives that don't know you and we would quit playing like we have year after year after year after year after year, and one of these days we'll win them and one of these days we'll tell them and one of these days we'll share the story. Instead, Father, I pray that what we would do with a sense of urgency would overtake us and we would begin to freely and frequently testify of your faithfulness and your goodness. Because that's the most important thing most important thing to me, Father, is I want to spend eternity where time is no more, where there is no expiration date, where we go on and on and on with no end because you have no end. I want to spend those moments with those that are most special to me. So, Father, I pray that urgency would overtake us. Us to number our days so that our heart will be filled with wisdom. I ask you to do this in Jesus' name. you hold your number up? Even if you don't like it, say, This is my number this is my number. I want you to reflect on that number over the next four weeks so that you prioritize your life. Amen.
0: It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.